Hi, everyone. Welcome to the continuation of our podcast series here at Workbench. My name is Bob Singh, and I'm the president and founder of Workbench here at USC. And today we have Avi Chesed speaking with us, the CEO of Processing.com. Um, thanks for coming on, Avi. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, so how's the weather in California? It's, uh, pretty, uh, it's pretty sunny right now, 65. Uh, the fact that we can't leave the house is a bit of a bummer, but uh, right. it's okay. We're enjoying the, the Calabasas weather. Right, right. How's the corona situation over there? Um, it's actually, I think today's the first day where uh, the governors are kind of saying that it's getting a bit better. So, uh, so it's good news. Um, I think the markets are going to start popping and uh, hopefully, hopefully soon we'll, uh, we'll start being able to, to see what the next stage of uh, all of our lives are. Right. Um, it's going to be an interesting one. That's for sure. Yeah, we can only make it out of this together, right? This is a definitely a group effort. And everyone coming together, it's, uh, it, it's a nice thing. And, you know, being through the uh, 2008 crisis and going through that, um, I was even though it took, it took years to get out of it, um, I was fascinated and so surprised for the better to see how quickly um, and how, how strong America is as a country, um, right. how quickly we, we overcame that. Um, you know, there was so much death, there was so much misery, um, and the American spirit was, was just incredible. So um, yeah. happy to be a, a citizen now, actually, yeah. <laughs> as of like 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, we're definitely gonna come out of this whole situation stronger than ever. I mean, people are doing things they've never done before. The government's do, taking initiatives that I've never seen before. Or, or That's great. And, and a lot of governors are making a name for themselves. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's true. Some, some for the better, most for the better, some for the worse. Yeah, um, was it the mayor of Los Angeles actually came to USC to make those masks, right? Oh, did he? Yeah. It's interesting. We, um, uh, my kids and I have a 3D printing, uh, well, now we call it a printing, a, a, a manufacturing facility. Uh, we were asked um, through the school, whoever has a 3D printer, to, 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 um, to print these masks, these, um, these elements that would make up a mask for, um, and send it to USC, um, to Keck Medical. Yeah. Um, and it's been like a print, like a, like a printing press. It's just consistent, <laughs> it's constant going through. It's a lot of humming. And my, my son, my 12 year old son, Ben, yeah. uh, took the initiative and is, uh, constantly changing out the, the filament. And, uh, I think yesterday we, sh we, we shipped like 20 masks over to USC. Um, it's kind of awesome. cool. Wow. That's great. Yeah. Everyone's that. coming together. It's really nice to see. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, once again, thank you for coming on to our podcast here. Um, so yeah, just tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and what you're doing today. Any future aspirations, visions? Sure. Um, well, first of all, again, thank you for having me. Um, initially, my, I, was, I was born in Israel uh, when I was uh, of a very young age, like two years old. Uh, my family moved to South Africa. So most of my upbringing, most of my, my childhood is in South Africa. Um, during the, the apartheid days, uh, it was a, definitely an interesting time. Um, when I was uh, 17, uh, I went to live in Israel and, and actually completed the, the Israeli army. I was in the bomb squad there for three years. Wow. Um, when I was done with that, um, decided that um, there was an opportunity, I'll spare you the whole long story, there was an opportunity to come to, uh, to live in LA. 
and I, I, I jumped all over it. So I, I came from the, from the sand dunes of the, the Israeli <laughs> army with, uh, with tanks and all these machines around me and not showering and, you know, in the middle of the desert for three weeks, um, you know, head to toe, you can't even identify yourself in a mirror. Um, and I was, you know, given this opportunity, I just, I, I was just, I, I couldn't believe it. And I, I, uh, I definitely took it and um, went to, came to USC. Um, it was incredible to me how um, welcoming the school was. Um, it was always, I never thought I'd be able to get into such a great school um, until today. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a very big supporter of USC. I, yeah, everything Trojan in this, in this house. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to to come in with the UCLA hat on. Um, and actually, I, I could take you around later to show you my office. There's a lot of USC memorabilia. Um, <laughs> And, uh, and after that, um, while I was at school, I, I, um, I, I minored in, you know, I, I said I was in LA, might as well just take a, a, a film class. And uh, turns out, like, you know, many individuals out there, or many individuals at the school, um, I, I had a, a, a secret passion for that. Um, so tried my hand in production out of school, um, made probably one of the worst movies ever made um, <laughs> um my, my my kids still give me grief about that um and um and then wh when i was looking for the next thing um i was um i was speaking to my 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 brother-in-law my 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 wife's brother right um who instead of going to school at uh at the age of 17 he started a distribution company out of his uh, parents garage um, and, um, he was just a hustler and I loved it. He was yeah. just, he was work, work, work 24 seven. And I was just thinking, you know, first of all, I, I admire that work ethic. Um, but secondly, I thought that there was, there was definitely something that I could add to his company that was now, you know, out of his parents' garage at the age of 22 now, um, he was, um, I think it was 22 or 24. Um, he was, um, um, overseeing this company, was running this company with about 45 individuals uh, out of Encino uh, in a nice facility. But, um, you know, I definitely thought I could, I could add something to it. I didn't know what exactly at the time. Um, it, was, uh, it was a company that distributed uh, medical and office supplies. And I just thought that there was a way to grow this because he had a very captive audience. Mm -hmm. um, and after spending a couple of weeks with him, um, and him basically saying to me, you know, anything that you create here, you can always have a job here, but if anything you create here, we'll split 50-50. We'll basically go in as partners. And, and he gave me um, just a you know, the, the huge break that I needed, I believe. Um, I created um, the payments department of the company, um, which basically what I identified after two weeks of being there was he was only as good as his last sale. Um, he, he, he had recurring business, but it was only when he called outbound, reminding people that they needed to reorder certain items. Um, and I just thought that there was something that could be done to initiate a membership type business. Um, so, you know, after doing a lot of research, I noticed that um, I found that um, the payment space, if you do, you know, credit card processing, a company that, that processes credit cards, it's tied to uh, what's called an ISO, an independent sales organization, and behind it, a bank that facilitates those payments. Um, there's obviously a lot more intricacies to that, but in essence, every time someone put a credit card through, we would be paid a fraction of uh, a fraction of, of a cent. Um, and, uh, and we started um, pitching the customers, his captive audience, 
um, I was the I was the credit card department that be that, that the, the salespeople would transfer me to. Um, he created this this great pitch, uh, John, my brother-in-law, that um, after they would um, sell the the uh, the office supplies, they would say, "Oh, I noticed that you didn't sign up to a give back program." What's the give back program? It's a program where whereby you could save the amount of money that you spent now on supplies, you could actually save by doing your credit card processing through us. And I was the closer uh, of that. And, 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 and we did it pretty, you know, pretty quickly. We became very successful. Um, he, had, he had the base of clients that, that um, loved him and respected him. And it, was, it wasn't an easy close, but it was definitely a warm, uh, a warm pitch from my side. Um, where it got interesting was, you know, as an ISO, an independent sales organization, we competed with, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands. And what a lot of people don't know is the origin of the ISO model was actually created in Wooden Hills. Um, so it was right by where we were. So there was, you know, there's hundreds and thousands of, of, of ISOs in the country and it's hard to differentiate yourself. You know, you could, you could sign up a merchant um, to your program and two minutes later, someone else comes in and drops their, their rate by 10 basis points per year. Suddenly they, they, you know, <laughs> they leave you and they go to the next guy. So right. there was something missing there. Um, where we started differentiating ourselves was we, um, I noticed that there was a big need at the time. This is back in 2007 or 2006. I noticed, I noticed that there was a big need for um, multi-currency payments. Um, all the ISOs that we were dealing with were very America-centric. It was very US-centered, focused. Um, it was the mom and pops, it was the restaurants, it was the, uh, the clothing companies, all that, everything that was, that, that was catering, to, catering to the American consumer. But as these huge companies that were America-based grew to the rest of the world, they now were in a position where they needed to sign agreements and get technical integrations with all these random banks around the world where they didn't really have a presence in. Um, so I came up with the idea to facilitate a single integration, multi-currency, 145 different currencies all around the world um, into one. And we were basically the only one at the time that I know of that was America-based that offered multi-currency processing. Um, and, uh, and we were extremely successful, um, within six months of launching that program, our revenue for my little one man department was actually double the revenue of the rest of the company. Um, John then decided to sell the company and just keep the department. So we, we sold off that. Um, and, and, you know, our company was, was, was born. Um, we then a few years later, you know, sorry that I'm droning on, but a few years later, um, we were fortunate enough, fortunate enough to be in a position to uh, purchase our own uh, bank, our own um, uh, what we call a payment institute um, in, in Europe. And uh, that payment institution actually has a partnership with, uh, with Citibank and a couple of other um, large institutions to facilitate multi-currency processing. Um, so we um, are now in you know, in, in the business of banking, something that I never thought I'd be, I'd be in definitely coming from production all the way to, to banking. Um, so, but it's, it's been a wild ride. It's been, uh, it's been very, um, entertaining. It's been a whole heap of hard work. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll that. Um, it's, um, yeah, it's, it, it's been incredible. You know, it's allowed me to, 
um, have a have a family, be uh, be the the independent individual that I've always wanted to to that I've always aspired to become, um, and and allowed me to work my tail off and and reap the benefits from it because. Um, you know, there's a lot of times that you'll see out there people just working very, very, very hard and just not being able to break through. Um, so I'm one of the fortunate ones. Yeah, definitely. And as an entrepreneur, that's you've accomplished so much. What is something that you what are the qualities in an entrepreneur that, that you think are necessary to achieve success? I think first and foremost, you need to have hustle. You need to want to work harder and more than any person around you. So at the time, I took a lot of, um, I was very, um, I was very impressed with myself. I was very, I, 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 I gave myself, you know, a lot of pride when I, I, I looked out, looked around me and I would see, you know, my friends going out for coffee with each other during the day. Or you know, going out at night and waking up at eight o'clock in the morning, and then going to work at nine, etc. And I was just nonstop. I would take, I would go from power nap to power nap to, yeah, to basically not, you know, sometimes not sleeping for two or three days. Um, one of the items that I that I that I left out was we actually developed our own software. So you know, developing software from the perspective of an individual who really has a tough time, you know, using at the time, you know, a DVD player at the time, it, it, it was, it was, it was not something that came easy to me. So I had to teach myself a lot, you know, a lot of the lingo and, um, you know, I, I'm sure as you know, being a, a computer science major, right. it's a different lingo. It's a different, yeah. it's a, it's a different language, a different attitude. You know, speaking to all these, all these people and a lot of them internationally, um, you know, sometimes 10 different countries on one, on one Skype meeting. Uh, it, it, it took a lot to, to, to get to this. So I think, you know, the, the long answer to the short question, um, let's summarize it by the most important thing in my mind is to, 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 to ensure that you are okay with working harder than you've ever worked before and you actually thrive off of it and you're okay with that. And you look, you look around and you don't, you're not jealous of the people around you that actually have a life. You just know for a fact that eventually you'll get there but you're not you're not putting your foot off the gas. You're not letting your your foot off the gas just yet. Right. How do you know when you're working hard but not improving? Versus, yeah. How do you know? How do you know you're working hard and also improving at the same time? How do you know you're just not? I don't know. If, I don't know if the question is, is is improving. It's 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 whether you're gaining any ground, right? Whether right, right. if you're achieving anything. And I think what's funny is you know when you know, right? There's, I've, I've definitely failed a lot of times, right? With, 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 with a movie and, you know, five other things that I've done in my career. Luckily, I've had a lot more success than failure, but now I'm in a position that the failures are not really that painful. Whereas beforehand, when you put everything you have into it and there's no, there's no result that, that hurts. But looking back, I always knew that I was kind of going down a path that wasn't going to go anywhere. There was something missing. I use that same feeling now in my investment criteria right. and my investment policies. Mm -hmm. So, so I am now a professional investor, right? Processing.com. I'm the CEO, but taking a st step back, a lot of a lot of it's done by the rest of the of the rest of the, the rest of the staff. Um, 
the bank, you know, Transact Europe is now, um, you know, 100 plus employees where everything is taken care of in, 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 in Europe. Um, and I'm now looking at other opportunities and I've, I've made some, 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 some fantastic investments and I've made you know, a couple of bad ones, but mostly it's definitely on, you know, on <laughs> definitely positive. Um, but the way I look at it is, do I, do I understand the business? Mm-hmm. You know, I've invested in a, invested in a pharmaceutical company for goodness sakes. I don't know. I know nothing about pharmaceuticals, <laughs> but when I speak to the entrepreneur behind it yeah. and I feel that their drive and their vision is so clear yeah. and they see a clear path to success and they know where the dollar is going to come in. They understand that they need to do X, Y, Z to jump across a couple of things, a couple of hoops. They will, they will reach the promised land and they can explain it to you. Um, that's when I invest. It's, it's, it's less about the idea you know, I've invested in an app recently that I, that I, I don't use. It's an app for you know, 12 to 17 year olds. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a fantastic app. Apparently it's, it's, it's got a lot of, you know, a lot of users and it's doing great, but I'm, I'm, I don't know anything about it. I don't understand it. But when I, when I speak to the entrepreneur behind it, he lives and breathes this. It's not like it's as, it's a, you know, you can feel his passion coming through when he speaks to you about it. So right. that's what I look for when I invest in an in entrepreneur. So on that note, we have the classic question when in entrepreneurship, are you a proponent of the jockey or the horse, the jockey being the founder behind the idea and the horse being the idea itself. So you're saying you're more of a jockey. I, 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 it, it could be a jockey and a donkey. As far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I think that that jockey will find a way to win the race. Even if he's, even if he's on a pony. Right. Right. Interesting. So you operate internationally. What, what are, what's some advice you could give to future founders on operating internationally? Um, be ready to not sleep. was <laughs> <laughs> um, dealing with Europe. So I had, for, for a while, I was, I was chairman of the bank in Europe and CEO of Processing.com at the same time. So I had to wake up at around 2.30 or 3 a.m have as much of a full day as possible in Europe and then start my day in um, Sherman Oaks at the time, um, you know, uh, <laughs> governing all of that stuff. So it was, it was basically two full days. Right. Um, so not much sleep and not much family time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I made it up to them by vacations, by weekends, you know, focusing on my children during the weekends. Um, but you have to know that you're dealing with kind of two things. So, so one is you're gonna have to work very, very hard. Second thing is, and, and obviously it all goes back to that. That's my thesis with, with everything successful. Um, there's a great line by Jim Valvano, um, the, uh, the coach of North Carolina state. And he said, he said, working hard does not guarantee success, but if you don't work hard, you cannot be successful. That is something that I live by. Um, the second thing is, just like I was, I was speaking before about you know speaking tech to developers and and and, and computer science uh, uh, um, um, uh, employees in the company, you have to know that a different language and a different um, uh, a vision of life is staring at you from the other side. So they have a completely different take on what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So if I say a simple sentence like you know I'm going to the park, what is that person? 
reading into? What is that person actually hearing me say? It's, it's taken a long time to develop that skill, mm-hmm. but I now can sense it when I'm saying something. And that's why I, I actually like Skype calls when I can see the individuals in front of me. Cause I could tell in their, in their eye, I could look in their eye and say that that person didn't really get what I was saying. Right. Mm-hmm. That, that person, he'll do what I asked him to do. And he understands where I'm coming from, but he doesn't really understand what's behind it. He doesn't. So there's some confusion there. So I'll actually, you know, for, for lack of a better word, dumb it down. It's not making it, you know, you know, for, for, for dummies. It, it's really just going back to the core and the bottom line of what I'm trying to say. So you have to be very explicit. You have to use hand gestures. You have to, you have to sometimes, oh, by the way, dealing with Bulgaria, this means yes. Okay. And this means no. <laughs> No joke, not even kidding you, that's the truth. So you have to learn how to deal with these people. Luckily, I haven't dealt with Asia much. I understand that there's a whole slew of complexities there uh, when, when communicating with people. But um, yeah, you just, you just have to be open to that. And, and thinking that you are the smartest person and that you, that you do not need to be taught anything and they'll just follow you because of that, it's never going to work. You have to be humble. You have to be. You have to speak to them, and you have to. You have to listen to what they're not telling you. Right. Right. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm just thrown off by the whole Bulgarian thing. That's not, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, that was. That's a long time to figure out. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, so would you describe yourself as an entrepreneur or a businessman? I mean, there's people can argue the difference. Uh, what's your take on it? Um, so I've. When I when I look at what a businessman is compared to an entrepreneur, I I've, I've had some experience in the in the investment bank and private equity space, and right. when I look at those individuals, super smart, super intelligent, always make me feel like I'm the dumbest guy in the room. <laughs> um, you know, their knowledge is by far greater than mine, uh, and 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 their experience in in you know negotiations and business and 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 mergers mergers and acquisitions and all that you know, is, is, is you know, far surpasses mine, right. but I don't, I don't see them as entrepreneurs. I see them as the business people. I see them as the suits, which is again, it's, they need to take it as a compliment. This is not, not like I'm poking fun of it. It is, you know, I don't see them starting a company necessarily because it, it comes with so much more than knowing how business works. Right. It's interpersonal skills that are, you know, you, you need to be able to speak to everyone. Yeah. Um, having a great vocabulary is fantastic. You know, having three degrees from Princeton and Yale, it, it, it's great. But you have to be able to grind it out with everyone. Right. Um, and and um, I, I think the entrepreneur embodies the, the grind, if that makes sense. Yeah. Definitely. The entrepreneur is always on the, on the hustle. On the hustle. Yeah. And, and, and again, back to the investment strategy, it's, it's, it's much more important to me that, that, uh, that the, the sole proprietor or the person I'm investing in is an entrepreneur and not a businessman. I don't want to hear, you know, once we get a certain percentage of the market, I don't want to hear, okay. you know, once, once we get purchased for X amount of, no, you have to explain to me how, we're making money now, how, how this business is, is valuable to us together right now. Um, and, you know, 
business lingo is just not going to cut it. It's, 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 it's hearing how the dollars are going to come through the door. Yeah. Give, so given your perspective and your experience, do you think there's something in, in the world in in business and entrepreneurship that you would change tomorrow that you think needs to be fixed right away? Wow. Um, <laughs> that's, a, that's a very interesting question. Um, people need to understand that not everyone can be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not everyone can be a businessman, that's for sure. But um, an entrepreneur has to come from the gut. It has to come from a, from a sense of, you know, I'm on the starting line. I'm raring to go. Uh, you know, give me that infusion of infusion of capital. Right. And it's like it's like a gun goes off, and I'm just sprinting. Right. As I can go, and nothing's going to get in, you know in between me and that finish line. Mm-hmm. That's, in my opinion, what an, what a true entrepreneur is. Doesn't accept no. You know, always looks for for ways to get around the norms, making sure that. Um, you know, you, you, you punch through walls if you need to. Um, if you don't feel like you're able to do that, or if that doesn't fit your lifestyle, or if that's not what you want to do, you can still be a businessman. That's great. You're not going to be a, a successful entrepreneur in my opinion. Right. And in my previous uh, podcast with Michael Brown, we talked about how I asked him the same. Great this, guy, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, he's a great guy. Mike is a great guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. He is. Yeah, I love him. Um, we, we, I asked him the same question and he said um, that we, me and him both agreed that we need to create more community focused businesses. We need to start on the bottom with more community focused because in, in the U S there's such a head to head environment. Whereas in other countries where Michael grew up, I don't, it's, I'm blanking on it. Maybe Japan. Um, he said there's such a, people can literally just leave out cash in the, in the bank with sticky note and there's the automatic trust because of the community. Hmm. Do you think we lack that? I don't think we'll ever, I don't think we'll ever get there uh, because America was was brought up in capital capitalistic principles. um, (laughs) And you know, it's a survival of the fittest at the end of the day. Um, I'm definitely all for community businesses, but it's difficult to tell a person who. Um, you know, wants to succeed in life or has a vision of what they want their, their future to be like to say, you need to stay within this community and develop something that is healthy for everyone. Yeah. You know, entrepreneurship has, you know, the elements of greed and the elements of, um, uh, uh, you know, me first. Yeah. That has to be, unfortunately, that's, that's at the core of every, of every successful entrepreneur, right? right? Once you get to that level where you're able to now, you know, open a charity, open a, a foundation, give back to the community, that's a different story. Like, you know, I'm, I'm very thankful, very grateful to be in that situation where now, you know, we're taking care of sick, sick children, we're taking care of you know, you know, soldiers that, that are you know, potentially, you know, have issues. We, you know, we support those. I, I'm actually giving back to, to, to some of the foundations back in, in, in Israel. Right. Um, so, 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 so that is, is something that, you know, I'm, I'm definitely all for, but it's difficult to start from there when you're really starting with nothing. That is going to be, that just puts a little bit of, you know, more handcuffs on what okay. you're able to do. Whereas when you're starting out, I believe you need to just 
hit it hard, just go for it. Right. Um, you know, in a perfect world, definitely that would be great, but I just don't know how it's few and far between. Yeah. Um, you know, especially these days now with, you know, after the coronavirus is, uh, is leaves us hopefully. Um, I, I just don't know how these mom and pops are going to survive. You know, these, right. these, these community, community based, based businesses, the smaller ones, you know, what, what, what Michael is building is, is fantastic. And I think that he's going to be extremely successful. Um, uh, but, but the mom and pop stores, the, you know, the stores, the, the, the services, the businesses and all that, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be very difficult out there. Um, you know, I, I don't know how they will have survived. Um, yeah, I, I could definitely see that as well. I, luckily, um, I'm in upstate New York right now. Luckily, I'm, uh, my family's business is an essential, essential business. So there's still people coming in. Right. Uh, it's a beer store, right? And I'm just looking at all these other restaurants that are shut down, all these bars that are shut down, all these subway, sh all these little sub shops, all these. Yeah, think about all the waiters and all the servers right. and all the, all the chefs and all the cooks and all the, it's just, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how, how a lot of these are going to survive, but um, it, it's great that the government's helping them. I just don't know if, if it's going to be enough. Right. Know? Right. Um, you know, you'll, you'll see Amazon is going to do very well from this <laughs> um, yeah. and, and all those big, you know, all, all the Costco's of the world. But, um, you know, the big ones are going to get bigger and the smaller ones are either going to get smaller or just evaporate, in my opinion. Right. What's your advice to startups and small businesses during this time? Oof. Wow. Just hold on to your life. I don't know. I hope you have uh, good invest investors that back you. And that's that's another big um it's another big thing that I use when I when I when I make an investor when I make when I make an investment, um, and and invest in an individual. I always make sure that I have a personal relationship with that individual, mm -hmm. so that they know that when times are tough, we can always talk. Uh, you know, always come to me if there's an issue. We'll we'll resolve it. I don't want anything to happen behind my back. I don't want them to stress. You know, to to put food on the table if there's right. an issue. Um, right. So I'm always, and 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 by the way, that has differentiated myself from um other investors when they're actually um you know looking for a round right. when they're when they're um when, when they have a round and and there's a certain amount left that has happened in the past that i have been selected if you will as the investor um as opposed to you know companies that don't have a um a personal relationship with the with the individual right where where, where do you draw the line between having a too much of a personal relationship with someone and being their boss. Um, well, it's not their boss. It's, it's kind of their mentor, if you will. You know, their investor, their mentor. I have had a few investor investments um, that have. Ha it gets to a. It kind of peaks out, right? It's. It. It gets to a stage where we're speaking every hour, mm -hmm. and then it goes to, okay you now have to start making these decisions yourself. I'm, 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 I'm totally going to be here to, to help you, you know, in, in tough times, but some, some decisions that you make are your decisions. I can't help you with, cause I, I don't necessarily know the industry, for example. Right. You know? Um, so I'll, I'll always be there for advice and I can, I'll always, I'll always be a friend, but at some point in time, you also have to show me that you know your, your market and your vertical a lot better than I do. 
Because if I, if you're asking for my advice when it comes to specifics in, in, in certain things, that, 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 that's a red flag, right? You, you have to keep pushing yourself. Um, and, uh, and, you know, I would say 90% of everyone I've invested in are just very self-driven. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't really have that worry. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You know, they, are, they are gangbusters. They are just, <laughs> they're they animals. And I know, that, I know that I can call them right now and they'll pick up no matter, you know, what level they are. And I know that they are working at this moment because it's daytime. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, on that same note of people that are very self-driven as a student right now, what I'm noticing as someone that runs a venture studio, we attract a lot of, uh, entrepreneur heavy students, right? People that are interested in building their companies out. But something that always seems to bother literally everyone is the syndrome of, am I old enough? Do I have enough experience? Am I too young to be successful? Am I, am I in a position where I don't deserve this? Right. So for those self-driven entrepreneurs, what can you suggest if they have that syndrome? Well, no one has enough experience, right? Right. No one knows everything. Um, If you are a young entrepreneur and you feel that you have what it takes and you have the hustle, you have the drive and you're going to work harder than anyone, you know, um, I believe that you're going to do great. No matter what, no, no matter what the vertical is, no matter what the market is that you're, that you're going after, uh, no matter what the product is. Um, and if it's not going to be this product, it's going to be a different product. But that that fear should not be in your mind. That doubt is, you can be, you can you can have doubt about the product. Will people use it? Is it good enough? You can absolutely ask those questions. But if you ask that about yourself and go, am I, am I smart enough? Am I experienced enough to do this? You know what the answer is? Maybe you shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> because, because a true entrepreneur, going back to that is, a true entrepreneur will not say to himself, I'm probably not experienced enough to do this. He right. just goes, I will go out and get that experience eventually. Because if someone had enough experience to do it, they'd be doing it already. Yeah. You know, they wouldn't need anyone. Everyone has to start from somewhere. Yeah. And just, just hit the ground running. That's it. It's, it's, it's not about you know, asking for permission. It's about grabbing it yourself and, 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 and getting on the course. Going head first into it all. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, that was actually our last question for the podcast. Um, is there anything else you'd like to say? No, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, very grateful to, uh, to, to be on today and, uh, you know, thank you for having me. It, it, it was great. And if there's anything you, uh, you ever, uh, want me back for, just let me know. Of course. Thank you so much for coming on.